Hello, and welcome to another episode of Living Your Best Life in Sparta, Insights for Lifelong Health and Wellness. I am your host, Shaniqua Good. I am so excited for my next guest that we have. Um, When the Campus Wellness Committee had um, thought of the idea to have a podcast referencing all things health and wellness, we had sent invitations to professors who may be interested in being guests on on this podcast. And so I have no other than Dr. Curiel, who is a Norfolk State professor in sociology department and urban affairs. Welcome. Thank you, Shaniqua, and uh, it's good to be here. Happy Mother Earth Day, and uh, thank you for having me. Yes, yes, thank you so much for, for being a guest, and today I'm excited to learn something new. And so when you had mentioned that, hey, I have an idea for a topic, I was all over it, because today we are talking about edible weeds and plants, correct? Oh, yes, and I call them beautiful plants because they are uh, super nutritious. Uh, They literally grow like weeds, Mm -hmm. and I I think there are so many medicinal benefits Mm -hmm. that they bring to us. They can help heal us. They're just very loving plants from the creator. Right, right. So can we make sure that we're separating the plant weeds from we're not talking about marijuana. We're talking about actual plants that grow in gardens. Am I correct in saying that? Well, these plants, yes, these plants just grow. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of people don't want them, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing to me uh, that you would not want something that can help heal you so well and more uh, nutritious mm-hmm. and beneficial than something you buy in the grocery store. Okay. So I'm excited. First, I want to get some professional background on you, Dr. Curio. So I know that you're a professor here at Norfolk State University in the sociology department and urban affairs. So can you speak a little bit about your professional background? Yes. Uh, my undergrad is from San Francisco State in radio and television. Nice. And then I have a master's in ethnic studies Mm -hmm. from San Francisco State, which has the only college of ethnic studies in the United States. And then I have a master's and a Ph.D. from the University of California at Davis in sociology, but it's interdisciplinary. Mm. And so I was uh, one of the graduates of the first social theory and comparative history program. Mm -hmm. So I'm qualified to teach like business classes, anthropology, history. And I do those things here at uh, Norfolk State. Awesome. Okay. So the topic today with edible weeds is more so coming from a personal experience that you had. Yes, it's it's. First and foremost, from personal experience, but also involves uh, my uh, professional background in Native American studies, mm. mm-hmm. uh, so which is my concentration in my first master's. Okay. And so, for instance, uh, I had a headache, and I was in a uh, Native American science course. That's what it's called, or American Indian science, and uh, the teacher... Leslie Gippen, she gave me some white cedar bark uh, Mm. to help 
uh, with, and it, it helped. It got rid of my uh, my headache. Nice. So what are, as you say, beautiful plants? So what are they? Well, uh, as a child, I remember uh, my mom and my sisters uh, cooking because I wasn't allowed in the kitchen much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we would go out to the yard and harvest uh what we call vertilogus, but most people call it purslane. That's the English term. Mm -hmm. And purslane tastes a lot like lettuce. Uh, You Mm -hmm. can use it in salads. You can use it in soups. It's a green. Uh, In most of Europe, it's sold as a vegetable. And in Mexico, you'll find it in the grocery stores. It's very common. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's what people use there to help control uh, diabetes mm, mm-hmm. and so uh, what got me back on into this was my mom is gone okay. and I miss her mm-hmm. she's been gone for uh, 20 years now mm-hmm. but I wanted to eat some vertilogus the purslane mm-hmm. and uh, fry, fry it up saute it with eggs and onion like mm. she used to do mm-hmm. and so I couldn't find any, so I bought some seeds online, and I've been growing it for like the last four years. Oh, wow. And I started growing dandelions that I collected from here in Norfolk State uh, when they weren't spraying because mm-hmm. of the construction. Uh, I started doing that five years ago, or going on six, six years ago. Okay, nice. So can you talk with us about the health benefits of the edible plants? I know you had mentioned it contributing to, um, did you say diabetes, helping to manage diabetes. So what are some other um, health benefits? Well, um, I've been having problems with blood sugar my entire life. Mm -hmm. And since my mom died, I've had problems with hypertension. And a medicine woman told me, uh, you need to open your heart. She said, you've closed your heart off since your mother died. Mm -hmm. And uh, hypertension and diabetes is a huge problem in not only the Native American community, but in many communities of people of color. Mm -hmm. And so uh, hypertension uh, and diabetes, uh, these are... The number one issues that like purslane, uh, vertilogus, mm-hmm. uh, and dandelions help to control both of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year on my birthday, my doctor declared that I'm no longer diabetic. Oh wow! And all my, both my parents had it. My most of my grandparents died from it. They all had diabetes. Mm-hmm. And most of the the men all had hypertension, mm-hmm. uh, and I've gone down from what do they call it, uh, zone two or whatever they okay. they've got where it's 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 high. Yes, I used to be like two fifty nine over one thirty nine. Mm. That's out of control mm-hmm. high. Now I'm down to like one thirty nine mm-hmm. uh, over ninety, which mm-hmm. is still high that uh, the 139 is high, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm working to get it under control. And 
purslane and dandelions helped me do that. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. And so we we know that there are some health benefits to um, the edible, beautiful plants. Um, so as you think about them, are they are there any um, disadvantages to edible plants? Well, number one is identifying the plant to make sure what you're eating is what you're eating. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's really nice programs available for your phones. There's apps for your phone. Mm-hmm. I like to use one called Seek uh, for my iPhone. And there's three things that I like to do to make sure that a plant is a plant that's safe to eat. Mm-hmm. And that's one to see its leaves. Uh, Two is to see the flowers. Mm -hmm. And three is to check out how it grows through its stages. Mm Because plants can, especially the leaves, can change from when they're young to when they're older. Mm -hmm. And so looking how they, seeing how they look through the complete life cycle. Mm Mm-hmm. That's important to watch them grow into how they start off and where they, they usually most weeds that we call weeds are, are uh, perennials. Uh, they come up each year. Okay. And uh, anyway, I would not eat any plant that you're trying to identify until you've seen it through an annual cycle of going okay. from like seed or rootstock to the mature plant. Mm-hmm. And you want to see the flowers and you want to see the leaves mm-hmm. and then make an identification. Okay. And so when you mention seeing the flowers and seeing the leaves, what make what makes that important? Is it because you will be able to identify what type of flower it is or if it's aging in such a way that may not be beneficial to eat? Well, it's kind of like mushrooms. There are okay. there are fungi that are safe to eat mm-hmm. and taste good, and there are also ones that are not safe for humans to eat. Yes. Okay, uh, there's a red mushroom. I think they call it the Christmas mushroom around here. Extremely poisonous, very beautiful. Squirrels can eat it. They, they go crazy over that mushroom. Okay. <laughs> uh, but uh, for humans, no, that's that's not the thing. And so, like, uh, what is this? I, I call them friends also. these Most of the beautiful plants I get to eat, they come on the wind or from the, from the birds. Mm-hmm. And, and I just look them up and see who they are and what they can do for us. Um, and one of them is uh, Carolina Cranesbill. I just, that friend just, that's growing in my pots. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, Carolina Cranesbill is in the geranium family. Okay. Um, but all geraniums are not safe to eat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's important that you identify correctly what a plant is. And if it's safe to eat, that's why I'm saying that you need to be careful uh, and watch a plant through the entire life cycle. Mm -hmm. And you should never eat weeds 
or plants that have been sprayed. So absolutely, if you if it's been sprayed with an herbicide or an insecticide, mm-hmm. uh, they can be very dangerous to eat and hurt us. Uh, so if you don't know the history of a lawn or a yard mm-hmm. or where the landscaping, do not eat the plants from that land. Mm-hmm. Okay. I grow my plants. I collect the seeds after I identify them and watch watch them go through a life cycle. I will collect the seeds and then plant them in my pots. They're much easier to control uh-huh. in pots. Uh, some cities have laws against some of these plants because these plants can be quite uh, abundant, okay. bountiful. They produce a lot of seeds, like Sonchus asper. One plant can produce like tens of thousands of seeds. Wow. And they blow in the wind readily. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also called spiny stow thistle. Okay. And I really enjoy the taste of those leaves immensely. Um, but anyway, I uh, pick the flowers after they've germinated, I mean, they, they've been pollinated. Mm-hmm. And so that helps to keep them under control. And I have them in pots. Uh, some of these plants, your neighbors are not going to want to have them near their mm-hmm. yards. <laughs> There's a lot of prejudice against uh, most of these plants. Okay. Uh, purslane is illegal in several cities in the United States. So when you buy the seeds, you're supposed to check to see what the civic laws are. Um, I think this is entirely discriminatory. I think there's some racial discrimination because of who usually eats this. Okay. Um, It's usually like Italians Mm -hmm. um, and people from Mexico, and there's been historical discrimination against both these groups. Okay. Uh, okay. The seeds do not blow in the wind. Okay. But they, the plants do produce a lot of seeds, but they fall on the ground. Okay. So when I think about the plants, too, um, I'm thinking this is what I'm envisioning. You pick the plant, and then you eat it. And I'm sure that that's not the only way in which you eat a plant raw. So what are some ways in which you um, incorporate the edible plants into your diet? Is it recipes, salads? What does that look like for you? Well, most of these plants are greens Mm -hmm. and they're considered herbs. Okay. And so you treat it like a a green, Mm. like a lettuce or arugula. Mm-hmm. or a collard green. Mm-hmm. So like curly dock has big leaves and is in season right now. And uh, so I will use those in a salad. Mm-hmm. But this morning I used them in a soup. And so if you need some green somewhere, like on a hamburger or a sandwich, you can put them in a sandwich or a soup or a salad. Nice, nice. Uh, curly dock, it's also called yellow dock, is very bitter. Mm-hmm. And so you need to compensate. Well, if you like that taste, you don't. You can just eat it. 
But uh, to me, it's very bitter, which to me, that's just a flavor to work with. Okay. And, and so I want to usually have something like a, um, if it's a salad, I'll have, I'll use some uh, balsamic vinegar, which is usually sweet, mm-hmm. to put on it. Because that sweet taste with the bitter, yeah, they usually complement each other very nicely. Nice, nice. Okay, so dinner at your house, right? Yeah, <laughs> come on over. <laughs> okay, well, are there any final thoughts that you would like our listeners to know about edible, beautiful plants? They're easy to grow. You can grow them in containers. Okay. Uh, my grandma used any container she could. And she would grow the most beautiful container gardens using coffee cans, trash cans, mm-hmm. plastic painting buckets, mm-hmm. uh, just any container. And she would grow things in sand. I, I'm, I'm serious. I think <laughs> I never understood that. She could just grow stuff in the sand. But a lot of these plants, like broadleaf plantain, which are on campus and in most of our yards, okay. these plants used to be in every medics pouch like in world war one okay because those leaves broadleaf plantain uh they are antiseptic Mm -hmm. and so they kill bacterias and viruses and they also promote healing a lot of these plants are high in vitamin C, A, and K and have a lot of antioxidants Mm -hmm. uh they're amazing and we should be eating them in my opinion and i am Mm -hmm. and um i'm no longer diabetic according to my doctors in the diabetic center at east virginia medical okay and uh my blood pressure is going down Mm -hmm. i'm losing weight a lot of these plants can help people to control their weight Mm -hmm. um and also, like horseweed, this is part of my medicine because you can use it for, like, indigestion, mm-hmm. and it works really well. In fact, if you use Pepto-Bismol, a horseweed will often work, is more effective. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And so we hope that you all have learned something today. Of course, you want to make sure that you're doing your research um, before incorporating anything into your diet, making sure that if you're under the care of a medical provider that you are in conversations with them about your interest in incorporating edible plants into your diet. But thank you so much, Dr. Curiel. You definitely provided me a lot of information and new information. Yes. Can I add one more thing? Sure. Because you brought it up and I need to. I think I need to say it. I consulted with my doctors mm-hmm. before I proceeded with this program of using beautiful edible plants and to stop taking the drugs I was taking. Mm-hmm. So definitely consult a doctor and be aware that there are sensitivities you could be allergic to any kind of plant absolutely thank you so much and this podcast was definitely timely thank you for tuning in and to living your best life in sparta insights for lifelong health and wellness i am your host shaniqua good and remember to take a moment to practice self-care 
This edition of Insights for Lifelong Health and Wellness is brought to you by the Norfolk State University Campus Wellness Committee and produced by the Center for Public Health Initiative at Norfolk State University.